Hi there, this is John Falola. Thank you so much for joining me on today's broadcast of Sea Tribe Global Community. And I welcome you in his love, in his faithfulness, and the fact that you are alive, ill, and healthy today. I'm privileged to listen to what I have to say. And I really do think that it's not about what I have to say, really. My prayer prior starting this broadcast was that the Lord Almighty make sure that the words that come out of my mouth are what He wants to pass across to you. For someone else, it might just be a word in between my in, in between the sermon. That's all you needed. For someone else, it's the whole sermon. For someone else, it's just like a light bulb moment that will happen to you you know having to realize that i need to start something or stop something you know and this is a very very interesting broadcast for me because i will be talking or sharing with you from the book of genesis chapter 40. remember our topic is seven leadership for the next two weeks so we're having four different broadcasts sundays fridays for the next two weeks so here we go sometime later the king of egypt wine steward and his chief baker offended the king he was angry with these two officials and put them in prison in the house of the captain of guard in the same place where Joseph was being kept. They spent a long time in prison and the captain assigned Joseph as their servant. One night, there in the prison, the one steward and the chief vicar each had a dream and the dreams had different meanings, which Joseph came to them in the morning. He saw that they were upset. He asked them, "What do you? Why do you look so worried today?" They answered, "Each of us had a dream, and there's no one here to explain what the dreams mean. It is God who gives the ability to interpret dreams." Joseph replied, "Tell me your dreams." So the wine steward said, "In my own, in my dream, rather, there was a grape." vine in front of me with three branches on it as soon as the leaves came out the blossom the blossoms appeared and the grapes ripened i was holding the king's cup so i took the grapes and squeezed them into the cup and gave it to him joseph, joseph said this is what he means three branches are three days and in three days the king will release you, pardon you, and restore you to your position. You, you will give him his cup as you did before when you were his one steward. But please remember me when everything is going well for you. And please be kind to mention me to the king and help me to get out of this prison. After all, I was kidnapped from the land of the Hebrews and even here in Egypt I didn't do anything to deserve being put in prison when the chief baker saw that the interpretation of the wine stewards was favorable he said to Joseph I had a dream too I was carrying three bread baskets on my head I had in the top of the basket 
there were all kinds of pastries for the king and the birds were eating them joseph answered this is what it means the three baskets are three days in three days the king will release you and have your head cut off then he will hang your body on the pole and the birds will eat your flesh on his birthday three days later the king gave a banquet for all his stewards all his officials rather he released the wine steward and chief baker and brought them before his officials he restored the wine steward to his former position but he executed chief baker it all happened just as joseph had said but the one steward never gave joseph another thought he forgot all about him the word of the lord as much as many, many of us are very conversant with this topic or with this subject i would like us to have a, an open mind since we are discussing servant leadership i want to define it based on my own experience of servant leadership Someone that leadership is simply you realizing that you are a steward. It simply is as simple as that. It's for a leader to realize that they are a steward. That means that even when you own something, I mean literally, like it's in your name, really. I, I realize that those that hold on to things as a steward build things that outlive themselves. Those that hold on to things like they really own it don't pass things along to my research look at how Apple was transitioned you know um, I must say that even though I believe that if Steve Jobs was still alive um, there's no way most of his phone companies would have the kind of designs that they have because he was ahead of the game anyways but the beauty of it is he did not say that because he was happy and Apple was him he didn't develop a proper transition plan such that even if it wasn't around anymore, the company was going to run afloat. And the irony of this contest is that when he was initially removed from his company, you know, and by the board then, and it was reinstated because the company could not outlive his absence. His absence. But now in today's world. Just some few days ago, Apple's valuation is now three trillion dollars. That is to tell you and I that, as leaders, as you know, in this house we are raising institutional change leaders. So you must be conscious of your position as a ground, as a grand steward, really, because I figured out that throughout my business journey. I did well when I was operating as a steward, even when I was the face of the business, probably I was the owner of the business to everyone, but I knew that God had a final say in the business. So I found myself that there were days I had to obey his inclinations and anytime I lead, I lean on those inclinations, my business always saw to new dimensions and new levels. And I'm amazed at this day because it's a very delicate subject where everybody wants to latch on leadership, but people don't realize that the greatest among us are actually people that serve. That serve, you know, the essence of leadership is like washing of someone's feet. You know, if you're in a room or if you're in an organization or you're in a nation, for you to be a leader really means that how many people's feet are you washing before you wash yours? 
Do you get the point? You know, servant leadership can be likened to um, this rule that we have about pilots and even uh, captains of ships. If a, if, if a plane was to crash, the pilots can evacuate. Even if everybody was to evacuate, because they were trained that their life depended on the their life depended on the safety of that plane. The same thing with ships. The captain can't leave the ship. Instead, everybody can survive, but the captain goes down with the ship. Let me share this with you. How amazing this is! Is that who steers your ship? Who is your pilot? I choose we or to I choose to have the one who has seen the end from the beginning and decided to walk me back from the beginning to the end. You know, I choose to trust him as my captain or captain of captains, really. And I just decided to share that analogy to buttress the idea of servant leadership. So within the context of the story, we had an incident that landed Joseph in the prison. And that incident will be discussed in the subsequent broadcast. But I wanted to discuss this because sometimes people appear on the scene and we assume that they just appeared from nowhere. We assume that they just fell from heaven or probably because we didn't see their seasons of preparation. We assume that this guy, especially when, and I noticed that it's very common to people who are always thinking that because you didn't go through them, you're not a qualified leader, you know. And this is just every leader. It speaks to me as well, every one of us. We need to realize that there's a time whereby you don't let the thinking that it's only you that can create leaders. There are different ways God create leaders. Some leaders he creates in isolation. That's why he said, in in the book of Isaiah, I think 54 or so, is it 54, 55, or 56, or thereabouts? What he say, says that you ha- that will have God as your mentor. We're talking about the fact that he can literally be your mentor. And I think at this level, this is a case of a very delicate assignment. But in some, another level, if there's somebody that's achieved that thing before, God can actually have them to be your teachers or to show you how it's done. And the thing about it is that why it's very imperative for you to have God as a mentor is that as human beings, sometimes they get to a point whereby they may be insecure about your future. And that is an human nature. How do you transit that phase? Have God as a mentor. So that when you're, even when your physical mentors are saying things, you check with God. It has to be in correspondence with what God is saying. That's how you know mentors that are sent to you and mentors that are not. Otherwise, you fall into the hand of tormentors. This is just a tip for those that are just coming up. So, principally, he had gone through a phase whereby he was incarcerated and he found himself in prison to the point that he was entrusted with a leadership position in the prison, you know. And the captain assigned him as the chief servant in the prison. So one morning, he does, he saw two guys who were looking moody and he asked them, that shows, that is even the truth. It shows that he was a happy, go lucky person, that somebody that's always looked forward to lighting up the mood of the room. You know, not like 
when the gravy are dough. You get do, do you get? So he asked them, What's wrong? Why are you why are you looking this way? And he responded. The first person the chief baker responded with he said, I had a dream. And he explained the dream to him. He shared the dream with him rather. Then is before he even shared the dream, he said it is God that interprets dream. Now note this now. I strongly believe something that happened there. I wasn't there, but I want to believe that this will happen. This guy had the human capacity to translate it by virtue of his work with God. Yet, before he even interpreted it, he first made God's name famous. Or he gave the glory to God before even using his skill set or talent or gifts. Many of us come into a place and we don't realize that the essence of you shining is to bring glory back to your God. It's to ascribe the full glory to God. So, that's a major lesson for me actually. You know, he didn't wait till after he has done that and has given glory to God. He said before the beginning that it is God that gives interpretation. No wonder he was very happy. So, the young man shared his own, the chief baker shared his own vision, uh, the own, his own dream rather. And immediately he, he told him that he would be restored. He even pleaded with him that he should remember him, you know, in his kingdom, you know. And have you seen many people in your life whereby you've been able to help them when they were in a disadvantaged position and they get to a position whereby they could have helped you back and they forget you? And they get to the point whereby they don't even remember your good deeds, they don't even remember you, you're not even the poor view of the conversations that they're having. That's exactly what happened to Joseph here. So the other po- the other person, which is the uh, chief baker, the chief baker was eager because uh, the, the sorry please the first person was the wine steward, the second person is the uh, is the um, chief baker. He was actually anxious that okay since that guy's transmission of his dream is positive, you know, let me share my own dream. Now listen to me and listen very very well. Every one of us carry a dream, and these two scenarios are like interpretations. And I will share something shortly after I discuss this. So he shared his own dream with Joseph, and Joseph told him that he will be killed in three days, which was like a sad news, though. But here's my point: How many of us realize that life is the interpretation we give it? I don't know why I feel like the other guy dreamt a dream based on fear. Another person dreamt a dream based on faith. So the one steward dreamt a dream that was about faith, about his release, his restoration. The chief baker dreamt a dream that was about his destruction by themselves. And now they got the interpretations. And I'm thinking in my mind, what if the chief baker within those three days asked Joseph, please can I know your God? Can I pray about this thing? Can I, you know, can you lead me to your God? Probably you can help me attend to the issue. And this brings us to the issue of the king Ezekiah in the book of Isaiah, whereby the prophet Isaiah was asked to tell the king Ezekiah that he would die. And the king 
in his own wisdom decided to praise God until telling God that only the living can praise God. And God added 15 years to his years. Here's my point, in case in point. Never let anything that is unpleasant have the final say in your life. If you have, for instance now, as I speak to you, there are days I have a bad dream and I go back into that dream and change it. I go, I change that reality to a positive dream. For instance, I've had cases whereby I was, I had a dream that something bad was going to happen, and I went back, and an angel of God blocks that thing from happening. So I'm saying this because, in the warfare of life, the battlefield is your mind. The battlefield is your mind. So for you to serve successfully as a servant leader, you must win your life's battles in your mind. How do you serve if you don't have abundance of service in your heart? If you don't have freedom, if you don't, if you are not secured, you know, leaders that have exponential capacity to release leadership skill or uh, capabilities in others, rather, you will realize that they have this unusual dimension to help every other person catalyze into their best. So you see, people come around them; they are very eager to come around them because. Each time they have an, an, an encounter with them or they speak to a large audience, people's lives are being transformed, just as you are listening right now. So finally, remember we discussed that servant leadership is simply a leader realizing that they are stewards of resources, they are stewards of time, they are stewards of people, they are stewards of, you know, um, securing the future that means that um, yes they are stewards of understanding trends and the direction of the future for the people they lead for the resources that they have you know and for the time that they will be within the office that they serve so it's very very important that leaders realize that you get into the leader's position is, an, is a unique opportunity to amplify greatness. So servant leadership is, a, is also defined as an opportunity to amplify greatness. It's an opportunity for you to amplify greatness in the life of others. That everybody realizes that coming near this person, I found my own light. Coming near this person, I was able to transform my own life into a better reality. So I hope with these few um, words of edu- edification on the context of servant leadership, I hope you've been able to grasp the fact that you're a leader and you're obligated to not just lead, but to have as many people come into the light of leadership through you by virtue of the fact that you are an exemplary leader. And the best way to lead is to be exemplary, people to see you for who you are. You, you have an idea of who you are even inspiring. Somebody else is believing or daring their own dreams or their own aspirations because you are daring yours. So there's this belief that your dreams or your visions or who you become gives others permission to be who they are meant to be. So heads bowed and eyes closed. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that His wisdom, His power, His strength, His glory, His praise is honor 
rest and abide with you right now that you walk into a season where God is literally your body God is there in everything you do you involve God in everything you do I pray that if you are listening to me and you have anything whatsoever troubling you whether spiritual issues whether health issues whether anything that has to do with your future you deciding on certain things about your future I declare clarity number one I declare your healing too number three I declare the transformation of your mind into the the person that can be able to carry out God's purposes on earth in the name of Jesus Christ welcome to your season of unstoppable exploits welcome to your season where God will make a name for himself in your life congratulations so if you think that you are in need of Jesus and you want to have a personal relationship see after me Heavenly Father I believe you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross of Calvary so that I won't be able I won't be repeating the sacrifice of killing a lamb to, to have an access to you I ask that let his sacrifice on the cross speak for me that I receive salvation that I receive the best of what he has for me in life by virtue of a relationship with him in the mighty name of Jesus Christ that I serve his interest in every sphere of influence that he would have me cover in the mighty name of Jesus Christ for in Jesus wonderful name I have prayed Amen. So, the prayer that you saved. So, thank you so much for joining this broadcast. We ask that, um, you know, it's not compulsory. We don't take offerings. But we, our accounts are on the page. As you are led, you can give. But we trust God that we will soon migrate all of this into a a studio expression whereby we can be sharing God's word pending whenever because we expect that the government is supposed to give us a feedback whether yes or you know for the use of national theater Igomo here in Nigeria and we are also looking at other arenas in Rwanda and South Africa and some other part of the world that I will not disclose now until when the vision unfolds so i believe it's not about me it's about other people you know he calls one to himself so that he can be able to draw others to to himself so i am called because of you they are listening so i thank you for listening i pray that god's word becomes real to you join me on friday 8 30 pm to be the same energy the same grace and the same power of god i love you And I pray that you realize that God is for you. Cheers.